Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. This is Stephanie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to one of our bonus episodes about reviewing our baseball tournaments. If you have any corrections, please send them to us. We will keep the show notes updated. So please make sure to check those out too. The easiest place to see the show notes is on our website, momsinbaseball.com. And today in this bonus episode, we will be rating the Legacy Opening Day Classic, which took place in Brighton and Celine from April 23rd to April 25th. And in particular, we're looking at the 11U and 13U divisions. Okay, so the Legacy Opening Day Classic, based on what I could tell, had like double A type level of competition there. We have gone to one of the Legacy tournaments previously was a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember that, Stephanie. And I think we went like 2-0 yes. in pool play or something like that. And then it rained out. And that was the end of it. And um, I know the kids got rings. They came and delivered them to the restaurant where we were all the hanging out, yeah. hoping, the, yeah. <laughs> hoping the rain would end. So we had been there before, but it was a very like limited experience. So uh, if you're not familiar with the Legacy Center, it's a newer facility in Brighton. They have six fields. Four of them appear to be softball fields. They have a full-size baseball field. And from what I can tell on the map, there's also one tiny little baseball field. And it also has seven multi-purpose fields like soccer or football, lacrosse type fields. They also have a 104,000 square foot dome, a 101,000 square foot field house, and a baseball softball training facility. It wasn't clear to me if that's included inside the field house or not. I just got that information from the website. But that baseball softball training facility does have seven batting cages. So this tournament in particular mostly takes place at Legacy Center. It also had games at Teft Park in Saline, Michigan, and we will talk about that location as well. And it listed Fowlerville as another location or another venue for the tournament, and I can't speak to that. Stephanie can't speak to that because we didn't go there for either age division, but I just wanted to include that that may have been included as well. Um, I thought the fields were well-maintained. Um, they were mostly softball fields, but I feel like they did a good job keeping them up at both locations. One thing about the fields that I know really bugged us was that there were no mounds. Do you remember that, Stephanie? That is accurate, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And yes. especially by 13U, it's it's difficult for a lot of the boys to be able to pitch without a mound because they're so accustomed to that. So that was one of the downsides for us. Again, it's a beautiful facility. They've got really high netting up all the way around behind home plate. Um, Nice big bleachers. They're covered bleachers. So you can be a little bit protected from the elements. And if you're sitting there, you're a little bit more protected from foul balls as well. So that's definitely a plus. And the last thing I want to mention about the facility, and again, this is at Legacy Center, is the parking. So they have two main lots. The main lot that you would go to for the fields does not have nearly enough parking. You're sharing that with all the multi-purpose fields and all the baseball and softball fields. If you get a spot there, it's a great location. It's very convenient to walk to the fields. There's a second lot. It's kind of like their overflow lot that's near the field house. And there will be plenty of parking there, at least in the few times that I've been there. However, it's super inconvenient. It's up on the top of a hill, like a steep hill, and there's no walkway to get down to the fields from there. And and to make matters worse, they have like a 
straw netting that's going over top of grass I'm assuming they're trying to grow on the side of that hill right now yeah yeah. so I know like the kids with their cleats walking up and down that hill kept getting stuck in the netting and falling down and like there's no way anyone with any sort of mobility issues is going to be able to make it up and down that and a part of me originally thought well maybe we're not supposed to park here to walk to the fields because this doesn't even feel safe but they do have a tent and a table down at the bottom of the hill to take your money to come in, you know, if you're walking in from that way, which makes me think they know you're going to park there. And honestly, you have to be able to park there because there's no, what else you're going to do when there's no parking in the other lot. So that was one downside. Yes. And I do remember when it was rained out in that extreme amount of rain, that hill was just like a muddy mess. And like to get your stuff up and down it, like I feel like I was like clogging in mud the entire time. Like it just, yeah. Or a wagon. Yeah. I remember thinking, oh, there's no way I'm going to get a wagon up and down that. So they are working on growing grass there, which is helping. And I think once the mm-hmm. grass is filled in, that will be better. But there there needs to be like a sidewalk or a ramp or, or something yes. to get down yes. that hill for sure. So that that's what I have for the fields there. The other location, Teft Park in Celine, it's really just a very basic complex. I don't have a ton of really positive or negative. They had about four softball fields. They were kind of like two on one side of the Celine Rec Center and two on the other side of the Rec Center. Um, they were just like standard kind of community fields. Uh, Parking was super convenient. You could get real close. So that was a plus there. And Fowlerville, again, I don't really know anything about. So that's what we've got for the fields there. Okay, I will just add here that Trevor has told me I should not refer to fields as softball fields. I should refer to them as all dirt infields or multi-purpose diamonds. Um, To me, if it's all dirt, it's a softball field. And if it's got grass, (laughs) it's a baseball field. But I stand corrected. And so for the fields, there are a total of five points. We're giving this particular tournament, the Legacy Opening Day Classic, four points out of five. If it had taken place only at the Legacy Center, we probably would have given it more than that. But we definitely had to take some points away for Tough Park. In terms of tournament management, they used the app Tourney Machine, which I always appreciate. It's the app that most tournaments use. So most of us already have that downloaded on our phone. The communication was really good on there. They did a good job of um, letting us know like, if they had information to share about like masks or COVID-related rules. They sent a message as soon as the brackets were set up and ready to go. So they did a good job communicating on the app. They seemed to be fairly timely with the scheduling on the app. So absolutely no issues there. The only thing that we took away for the management was I took away half a point for the tournament setup because for this particular tournament, you had to win your pool of four to even have a chance to move on to the brackets. And I'm never, maybe that's just a personal thing. I don't know how you feel about that, Stephanie, but I'm never a fan of making pool play that incredibly important because, well, for a lot of reasons, you want to have a chance to move on to bracket play. Everybody does, right? No matter how you do right. a pool play. But also, I feel like, and we witnessed this as well, when you make three pool games incredibly important like that, coaches are too app to overpitch their arms as opposed to just using several players on their team. Every game feels like a championship game because it feels like you have to win it. You have to go 3-0 to move on almost. Yep. So we just saw coaches pitching the same kids over and over and over. And I feel like a tournament setup like that encourages it. So I don't right. personally like that at all. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So for the management, we gave this tournament four and a half out of five total points. And like I said, everything about it was positive. The only reason we took away half a point was for the setup of how you had to move on to bracket play. In terms of fees for this tournament, the tournament entry fee for 13U was $575. I'm not totally sure what the fee was for 11U because our 11U team had like a free voucher to use from a canceled tournament from the past and they don't advertise the fees on their site. You have to kind of like set up an account and contact them and it just says fees vary by division. But give or take $575 or maybe slightly less for 11U. Um, There are no parking fees, which is nice. The entry fee is $10 for the weekend. And I'll say that they were only collecting the entry fee at Legacy. They were not collecting any fees at TEF. So I don't think $10 for the whole weekend is really too bad. It was from ages 6 to 66. If I remember correctly, again, this is just totally going based off of memory, but I remember the 66 for sure. So seniors got in for free. Do you remember with the kids, Stephanie? It was either 5 or 6. Okay. Because I said Declan was (laughs) 5. Great. Now they're going to come back after us. I know, right? Well, because I feel like the entry fee is like a hard one for me. Like, so restrooms, like we talked about as a mom, entry fee and restrooms are big for me because dang it, like my kids have to come because we're going to watch his brother play. I don't want to have to pay extra for them because they have to come. Like we're already going. So right. for my middle child, I have to pay $10 and he's not an adult. Right. He's 10. I And I 100% agree. And I believe I heard you say this past weekend, they more than pay for themselves in concession fees. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I will buy the crap out of any concession stand. Like I will make up for that fee. Like stop charging me at the gate for them. Like make all kids free, please. I agree. Please. I, I really think 12 and under should be free. That's yeah. you know, our two cents. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Another bonus for the fees, though, is that this is not a, excuse me, is it stay to play? I think I wrote that wrong. I put play to stay, but it must be. I think it is stay to it's play. It's not a stay to play event. So, you know, that's always a bonus when you can book your own lodging and not have to worry about that. Because of that reason, there's no parking fee. The tournament fee is perfectly reasonable. The $10 entry fee is not terrible. Uh, We gave that four and a half out of five points. In terms of restrooms, I had no issues whatsoever. The restrooms are about as good as they're going to get at any ball facility at Legacy. So if we only looked at that, it would have been a clear five out of five. It's a good location. They're, you know, stall doors. They flush. There's heat. There's hot water. Great. Um, Celine, this this in and of itself made me, like, not want to rate this tournament well, but it was just this one thing. At Celine, first of all, we had just found out that we're going to have games there, so we were a little bummed about that at Tuft Park. And then they sent in a message saying, just so you know, you can't use the restrooms at the Celine Rec Center because those are for Rec Center members only, so you must use the Portageons. So you're like, ugh, great. Now they, you know, now we thought we were going to this nice facility and now we have to use Portageons, but whatever. It is what it is. Well, then by what would you say, noon, Stephanie? Yeah. I want to say by noon, every Portageon at the entire place was out of toilet paper and they never restocked them the entire day that we were there. So that was a giant negative. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we've done this before. This isn't our first rodeo. So parents had tissues and um, toilet paper extra in their vehicles so always do that for sure but um anyway th- that's a big negative it's kind of embarrassing when a kid has to come up to you and carry a roll of toilet paper to go to the portage on they hated that <laughs> they felt like everyone Absolutely. was watching them and that's not acceptable so no. because of that we gave the restrooms a three out of five um umpires they had two umps 
the only thing I remember in particular was that for our 13U division, I remember the umps had a really large strike zone, which is fine, you know, as long as it's consistent. But then the interesting thing was the umps that we had for 11U had a pretty tiny strike zone. So that's interesting. Usually you would think it would be the other way around. Usually the strike zone shrinks a little. But again, as long as they're consistent, that that never bothers me. So there were no major issues with the umps whatsoever. So we gave them a two and a half out of three points for umpires. In terms of concessions, um, Stephanie could probably speak to this a little bit better because I never actually go to the concessions. And I pretty much live there. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was, they were good. It was like a standard, you know, concession stand. Everybody was super friendly. Credit card only, which is kind of annoying. But if you know, then you just bring your purse anyway, I guess. And so you make sure you have your card. But it was standard, reasonable priced food. It was fine. Okay. And then at Teft Park or Teft Fields, there were there was no concession. Nothing. So for that, uh, we gave it one and a half out of two points. In terms of uh, miscellaneous, for us, if you can't tell, one of the huge downfalls of this was the two locations. So they do warn you that your all your games aren't necessarily going to be at Legacy and that they'll be within like 30, I don't remember if they said 30 miles or 30 minutes of the park, but they literally meant 30 miles. They were cutting it really close. Yeah. Celine is 27 miles and 31 minutes from Legacy. And it's, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but it's not an easy drive either. It's some major highways to get there. And then our hotel or most of the hotels that you're going to book are on the other side of Brighton. So that made our hotel even farther. So some people, you know, changed hotels. But in terms of our schedules, 13U played one game early in the day. I don't even know. 8 a.m., 10 a.m. in Celine at Teft Park. And then their second game. Do you remember, Stephanie, were they both at Teft? Yes, they were on the Saturday, yes. But it was there was a long break in between. Mm-hmm. And again, you're you're nowhere near your hotel. There was not much for us to do. So that was just very awkward. And then for 11U, again, I may not get the times exactly right, but it was like they were going to have a, a morning game and it was going to be in the field house at Legacy Center. That game ended up getting canceled. That's no fault of Legacies. A team had to um, exit the tournament at the last minute because of COVID reasons. But originally the schedule was going to be like either 8 or 10 in the morning at Legacy and then say like 2 p.m. at Teft Park and then 8 p.m. at Legacy. So you were kind of like, it was just a very, very long day, lots of driving in between. So the scheduling definitely left something to be desired. And the two locations and the difference in the quality of the locations was definitely a negative for this. Absolutely. Fowlerville, if you had games there, according to Google Maps, was 26 miles, 28 minutes. And again, it feels like there's dozens of fields in between there that could have been just as sufficient as the ones that they chose you know that could have been a little bit closer so that would have been nice Mm -hmm. as far as I know there were no restrictions against coolers did you notice that Stephanie nope I don't think there was okay And, and no playground for the legacy center even though it's a beautiful complex there is no playground there right Stephanie correct and then as far as I could tell, because we did not win the tournament, but it looks like uh, winners of the tournament got like big medals. For miscellaneous, we gave them three out of five to give the Legacy Opening Day Classic 
a total rating of 23 out of 30, which gets it into the triple category. So we we did give this tournament a triple. One of our major takeaways from this is we feel like this tournament could have a significantly higher rating. Like this could be a home run or even a Grand Slam tournament just because their facility is so nice and they do a nice job managing it. If they could just deal with like the parking or accessibility issues, maybe find a nicer extra field or a little bit closer to legacy. Our team went two and one. We didn't make bracket play. We lost our first game by one run and then we won the next two but that was not enough to move on to brackets. Arsenal Baseball ended up winning the tournament in the 13U division. Um, 11U went 2-0 in pool play, so they did make brackets. They lost their first bracket game 4-2 to the Great Lakes Renegades, who ended up going on to win the tournament for 11U. That's all we've got for the Legacy Opening Day Classic. If you're listening to one of these episodes and you're associated with one of the tournaments or you just happen to know that something we said is no longer correct or maybe we got it wrong, feel free to let us know. We will make those corrections in the notes. And if you would like us to review your tournament, then send us an email and we'll see if we could maybe work something out in the future. It's momsandbaseball at gmail.com. So until next time, have fun at the fields. We'll see you next week.